Hey, welcome back to Bandwagon fans. This is Jeff, and I am joined by Scott and Renee. And I think this is the first time that all three of us are doing a Bandwagon fans episode since we started the What oh. the What podcast. Yeah, I think so. So you'll if you're if you're more interested in podcasts, if you're if you like hearing our voices but you're sick of seeing our faces, you can also find us at What the What, which is a a podcast on. See, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, um, all the all the podcasters, as Renee would say. Everywhere podcasts are sold. I know nothing about podcasting other than talking into a microphone. So, <laughs> um, so, but we are we just got back from watching Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So, and this is going to be a spoiler discussion. We're gonna go we're we're gonna go right into spoiling the hell out of everything about this. We're just gonna be talking about the movie. So. Um, just real quick, just initial reactions for, for the movie. I liked it. I was entertained. Yep. Uh, good, but long. Good, but long. <laughs> so you've actually, you know, we've, we've kind of forced you to watch, to get caught up on at least this series of prequels. So you've, you've seen The Force Awakens recently. You saw The Last Jedi just last week. I did. Um. I was the last human to see The Last Jedi. Probably. As far as people that are going to see it. Um, right, yeah. So I'm kind of curious on your take, without being like invested in the lore of Star Wars, having only seen a handful of <laughs> Star Wars, not even a handful, like three Star Wars movies before 2018. You saw the originals though, right? Not yeah, all I, of saw, them. I saw in 1978, I saw the first one, and then I've seen, you know, it's in popular culture, so you can't miss it. And then yeah. the second one with the Ewoks. That was the third. third one. Oh, that was the third one. Yeah. So I might not have seen the second one, but okay. I think I think I okay. over over the years I think I saw all three, and then I saw one that had Jar Jar Binks in it. Oh. Oh, so you did see that one? Yeah. At some point, I yeah. think I got kind of dragged. That out. was second worst one of all time. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. Yeah. So, so anyways, so not a Star Wars aficionado, um, and you just got caught up on this on this the the Disney trilogy just mm-hmm. in the last <laughs> month or so month. So going into this movie, what what would what how did you like the the two Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and what were your expectations going into into the Rise of Skywalker? You know, I really um I I enjoyed seeing both of those movies and probably took them in um in a way that I think probably Star Wars fans might might not have in that like I'm not really so vested in the history that they made a lot of difference, but I found them both really entertaining. I really liked the character of Rey. Um, I I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good really good stuff that's going on um they feel they they do to me um renee and i just had lunch there's this sort of repetitive thing where it's like impossible thing has to get done one little point has to happen in order for possible impossible thing to get done we try to do impossible thing one little point shifts because the enemy shifts one little point to something else so we figure out because we outsmart them how to get that we get that and then we go rest and then repeat and so I would say that it was, it felt to me like three movies where that just happened over and over and over again. And I actually found that to be a little bit fatiguing. Um, but I, I, I like the, I was invested in characters. I like the characters. I like the world that they created. Um, the explosions and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's nice. I mean, visually stunning. Uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And as a as sort of backstory to the, this was my favorite and it was. My, my guess is that probably would end up being most people's favorite of the three. That'd be my guess. We'll we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I, and again, coming from the you know shamefully non Star Wars perspective. 
So we're 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 going to be coming back to that, Renee. Yeah. Same 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 question. What what was your what was your expectation going into this? What were you looking for, and how and and did it fulfill your expectations? There's been one thing I've wanted since the first Star Wars ever came out, and that was a female Jedi. And I got my female Jedi, so I'm good. <laughs> I had to wait this long to get one. So, so she 40. wasn't officially a Jedi before today. No. Uh-uh. She was like an aspiring, de- like a wannabe. Yes. Jedi. 42 years. For, yeah. 42 years. Yeah. Uh, your more. entire life. Yeah. We, we figured out on the, so this is kind of an inside joke on, on our podcast. We <laughs> determined that you're 42. Yeah. Um, I thought you were much younger than that. 30. Not too, not too much younger, but. 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I've been waiting. That's the one thing. I wanted female representation in the Jedi. And I know some female Jedis have existed in the cartoons and in the in the, in the prequels. In the prequels, yeah. The prequels didn't have... They yeah. had... You saw a glimpse of one and she was killed. But, but if you go... Like, those early ones, none of the... Actual players were female Jedi. Right, or they, they weren't. They weren't featured at all. They were. Yeah, no, they right. Yeah. That doesn't count. You know, like right, just because gotcha, we see it on gotcha, screen, just because gotcha. there was a lesbian kiss on screen, doesn't count, right? So I wanted a female Jedi, and I got my female Jedi. So I'm done. Goodbye. I'm leaving. Actually, I'm done. I think J.J. Yeah. Abrams did that just for you. I mean, so not email, just me. He said this is all for Renee. For, and for, fortunately, not just for me. All the women out there who had to yeah. play with their brothers' Star Wars really, characters, and really all you had that. was Leia. Yeah, no. Yeah. Smurf, yeah. Smurf Jedi. Yes. Jedi. Yes. Yeah, and and for me, um, <clears throat> going back, going back to the Force Awakens, I really, really love the character of Rey. Um, Daisy Ridley is she's 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 absolutely phenomenal. She does the action stuff so well. She sells it better than Mark Hamill ever did. She, she sells it much better than Mark Hamill or Ian, Ian McGregor. Um, Hayden, way better than Hayden Christensen. Oh god. Um, yeah. but so like in terms of in terms of bringing a physicality to these movies, she's she's been the best thing in the history in the history of the franchise. Love that character. All I really wanted to see, and 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 Kylo Ren has been one of the most interesting, mm-hmm. one of the most interesting villains. Complicated, complex from the first moment you see him. So I just wanted to see a fulfilling resolution to that story. His, All the, him, him specifically? No, her. Oh, okay. But her and him, because 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 the, this the, the this Disney trilogy is their story. Yeah. There, it's it's like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. The 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 first three movies were the story of those were were the, was the story of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Everybody else is a supporting character. Yeah. This was the story of Kylo and and Rey. Everybody else is a supporting character, and I think if if and we'll get into some of the issues with the rise of Skywalker, but if they did nothing else right. It gave them f- fulfilling conclusions to their story. Yep. Even if it is a little bit, a little bit of an echo. Not even a little bit. It is like a blasting board of an echo to the Return I of the mean, Jedi. I guess. I. But you know, all stories are cyclical. Yeah. They kind of build on each other. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing the same story, but with a female in the lead. Honestly, like I, I, I appreciated that. So I didn't hold it against it. There was one moment in the in the movie which I thought was so interestingly staged. And it's just sort of all of the characters who are currently established. I'm trying to think if anybody was missing, but the but the sort of younger gener, you know, the next the young guns, right? The next generation and the Wookiee, <laughs> all standing on a hill at one point. Yeah, I, th- I think the droids, are, and it's it's very much a movie poster sort of moment, and um, it was really kind of beautiful. And I was thinking that for you know for people for whom like this is really important. Like that was a really just sort of a 
a nice moment in the midst of things for them to see, okay, this is who we're presenting as sort of not just sort of carrying the, the torch for the, for the re rebellion or whatever, but actually carrying the torch for the franchise, for Star Wars, for this sort of piece of it, kind of a recognition of that. And I really like that. I thought that was really just kind of a beautiful little piece that they put in. It was really well composed. It was an interesting shot and just really kind of fun to see that. I mean, the movie's really cinematic. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, in, when, if someone was focusing to describe cinematic, I would be like, go look at this example. Very cinematic, yeah. yeah. So real quick, Scott, you said this is actually your favorite of this mm -hmm. trilogy. Renee, what was your what's your favorite of these three movies? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't I haven't saturated it hasn't I haven't thought about it enough to now yet. Okay. I'm gonna have to like marinate on that. Okay. You you did like The Last Jedi though. I did. Yeah. So that's my that's my favorite of I these did. three movies. Yeah, I did. Um so you're probably least aware of all the of all the drama around the Star Wars Star Wars franchise. Um, I mean, we'll we'll get into the, we'll, we'll get we'll table that for now. We'll get into that a little. bit I was going to say that's yeah. the podcast right there. Well, it's not it's not so much the podcast, but we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, and speaking of the podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about this movie. If you want to check us out on what the what, we we will be talking about these this particular movie again in a couple episodes. Uh, one coming up towards the end of January, where we're going to be talking about. The culture war through media, which is this is like the Star Wars franchise has become the epicenter of, <laughs> of culture wars, and then we're also going to be talking about gate um, uh, gatekeepers within media. So not just this movie, but just in general, some Mark Scorsese's comments and some other things. So just a little plug for for our our other avenue of talking about things we enjoy. Um, but let's let's talk about, about some of the story elements. So just the story itself. Did it? You know, I was I saw this Thursday. I saw. I also saw this Thursday night with a few other friends, and we were kind of joking afterwards how much it felt like Avengers Endgame. Like definitely, I, I definitely, I, I was sitting there, and I thought, um, and this was from the filmmaking standpoint, that so much of it was, to me, just sort of so over the top. And it was clearly like, let's bring resolution to the ensemble. And there's even, like, this thing that they have to, like, the triangular thing yeah. that reminds me of, like, the stones that the yeah. big guy in Avengers Endgame is, is having. Yeah, and it's like, it's really, the stakes are really high because it's about the end of the universe, and we call in our friends. Yeah. And the spoiler is that the friends, of course you know the friends are going to show up. There's no way the friends are not going to show up. I there There is a moment where, so there, there's a very specific moment in the movie where I thought, I'm pretty sure J.J. Abrams just got hold of the Russo Brothers script for Endgame and lifted it directly. And it, it was a scene where Poe was like, I'm sorry, my friends, we've lost. and We're, we're all going to die. And then you hear in the speaker, uh, Steve, I'm on your left. You know, that He didn't actually say that because that was from Endgame, but it was Lando saying, hey, we're here with you. Yeah. And it was like beat for beat, almost line for line, lifted from Endgame. It's lifted from every story, like that right. Lord of the Rings. There's always uh, Harry Potter. There's always a quest for an item. Yeah. And there's always the people. Yeah, there's always people mar marshalling around the finding of that one precious item, either trying to destroy it or create it or save it or whatever. And then there's people who rally to do it. And that's again, stories are cyclical, and that's an epic one. It's all about modern warfare. You know, like it's. So we're never gonna get away from that story. I don't think. So that's an excellent point. Have have either of you watched any reviews of this movie or I have not. I have not. Reviews? No. Okay. I stayed away until I, I wanted okay. to see it before I So the reviews are absolutely maddening to me because 
it's almost like if you want to if you want to hate this movie, you will find things to hate. If you want to if you want to enjoy this movie, you'll find things to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But I think so many people went into whether they acknowledge it or not, they kind of went into like um, they had an idea of, of what they were going to say about it just going into it because of their knowledge of the production of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the things you hear a lot in in reviews is people talking about the number of MacGuffins. And it was almost like it was almost like a Dungeons and it was, this was a better Dungeons and Dragons movie than the actual Dungeons and Dragons movie. It was get this thing to go do this thing to find another thing from this person that'll help you. And and that's part of what I found to be a bit tedious, fatiguing, yeah. and, and tedious. And there's a lot of um there's a lot of cross cutting, like a lot of cross cutting in this movie where two things are happening at the same time, and it tends to be. Ray having some sort of personal struggle and individual physical battle and some gigantic fucking battle that's going on with like more ships and things than you can possibly imagine. And they just cut and they cut back and forth between those two things, which I really like as a technique, but I felt like they wore it out. Well, it's also like the exact same thing. So there was actually so just like the end of Return of the Jedi, and just like really at the end of Phantom Menace, there was actually three battles going on. There was so this is at the very end of, of Rise of Skywalker. You had Rey confronting the Emperor with her not with her love interest somewhere in the background, which is almost identical to the end of Re- Return of the Jedi. You had the land battle as Poe or not Poe, but um, uh, Finn and his mm-hmm. entourage was trying to take down the 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 navigation tower and then you had the big space battle that's that's 100 percent jj abrams saying this is what happened in return of the jedi it worked we're going to redo this and it's and again but even within that which was almost beat for beat identical to return of the jedi there were what i liked was how he found ways to make it appear different so we've seen the battle before but we haven't seen People, we haven't seen a land battle on top of um, uh, a star destroyer with people riding horses. That was, it was like, yeah, yeah. the physics of that were immediately problematic to me. Right. The, <laughs> ship the first thing I the, thought was the, like, Man. the ship could have just done this. But, right. Yeah. But, you know, but there's always something that somebody could have done that would have completely ended yeah. a movie. Yeah. But, but what was, but again, what was interesting to me was how they kept showing the same thing. It was these things that we've seen over and over again. And if you want to fixate on, how repetitive it is, and I'm not saying you specifically, but just the the general discourse of this movie. If people want to fixate on that, it, they can totally justify hating this movie for it. Or you can actually appreciate all the different ways they showed you something, that J.J. Abrams showed you something new. Just by and, making it a woman, which wasn't just his decision, but you, right. do you know what I mean? But like, I it could have been exactly the same, but I had to see a female Jedi. I'm in all the Jedis. She's all the Jedis. Yeah, and she's really a um, you know she's an in- intriguing character, and you know props to them for like well portrayed. I mean well acted, but also just the idea of her character is just really um, it's just really like a great sort of film literature character that I could see sort of going down as as. Somebody in a film class twenty years from now could go back and look and say, "Okay, let's let's see what she struggles with. Let's see how she came about. Let's see how she does it." You were talking about the Jesus. It's the Jesus narrative. Yeah, she's very Christ-like in this, and there there are 
Um, there are like all kinds of things that happen. She has this descent into the underworld. She fights with evil, and she's tempted in the same way there's this narrative for, for people who don't follow this kind of thing, but there's this narrative in Christianity of Jesus, right? He goes out into the wilderness and he's tempted by the devil, and the devil kind of says that, that however you perceive to be the devil in this story could be played a lot of different ways, but that he's tempted by, like, all of the principalities of the world at that time, which at that time the world was their universe. And the same thing happens to Ray, and she considers it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's moments where she's thinking that, like, this is my destiny. Maybe I should just go sit on that throne. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... And she ends up being a savior to her people, who then, after she's been in the wilderness, like, welcome her back. And, oh, by the way, somebody has to die in order for her to live. And it's a supreme sacrifice because it's somebody who is the life force in that person is as important as the life force in her. So whether or not they intended this, and I think filmmakers kind of think about this, some of this stuff, at least from a mythological standpoint, there's a lot of, there's a lot there that I think people could say, oh, that goes back to some of these, like, these Christian stories that people really kind of pull a lot from. Oh, it, would, it would be interesting if we, if we were, like, Asians or, like, Chinese watching this, and we all be, you could have, have the same discussion with Chinese folklore and not have to talk about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it, these are kind of, this is just kind of universal. Hero, a, a universal the hero's journey. Structure. It's the hero's journey. Yeah. Hero's yeah. journey. Yeah, Ray levitating and, you know, surrounded with rocks and being sort of like, you know, put into a mindful state in a pose, which is clearly reminiscent of, you know, traditional Buddhist poses and meditation. I mean, that's there too. Yeah. So, yes, there's a lot in that hero's journey that she goes through. Yeah, so, and you know, speaking of Ray, one of the one of the cr criticisms, and this is coming, I'll say mostly from men, is that she is overpowered. One of the, and this has been a, this has been an ongoing criticism since the Force Awakens, is that she is a um, um, Mary Sue. She's overpowered. She never had to struggle. She never had to earn her stuff. Um, either of you want to? I I have my own response to that. That's bullshit. Yeah, I call bullshit on that. Like, there's no way I could do anything like, you know, I'm she's a fictional character, so, like, I'm not going to try, right. just for the record. But, yeah, when you look at, you know, her, her story and just the ways that she essentially has to prove herself to herself, which is that's, you know, women yeah. and men, we all have to do that. Like, that's how we mature at some point, right? We have proven ourselves to ourselves. Or yeah. maybe we keep doing that the rest of our life. I don't yeah. know. So, so my response, I have two responses. One, for the people that say that, and you know who you are, you've never actually seen Star Wars. Because tell me, if you're going to, if you're going to complain that you never, that, that Rey was never trained to be a Jedi, how does she know how to do force healing? Fine. Tell me where Luke got trained. He had like, right, he left he his had training like, early, right? He had yeah. like a day and a half of yeah. that with yeah. Yoda. Yeah. And now, and, but that was enough training for him to go toe to toe with Darth Vader. Right. So if you're going to criticize, if you're going to consider as J.J. Abrams and Ryan, and Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy for making Ray this godlike Mary Sue, fine. But you're a hypocrite if you're not making the same criticism about right. Luke Skywalker. Correct. And two, for, for people to say that she has no character arc, well, one of the types of character arc is developing new skills to confront your enemy. It doesn't have to be a moment of crisis. That, that is one type of form of character arc, but it could just be you develop new skills and develop the confidence to confront your enemy. 
Um, there's there's like almost defeating, every yeah, character, almost this. every character in this movie and the series has a clearly defined arc from where they started to where they end. Yeah, and I think it's slightly more interesting. Um, it, and I think that's one thing they did differently was that um, she was defeating the shadow self. That was the narrative arc. So right. she like literally battled herself to do it. And then of course there's emotional crisis along the way. But like the idea of battling the shadow self is also another fundamental hero's journey. So we just yeah. got Jung and, and the... Campbell into this I mean, yeah, movie it's... review. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it. Just, it just blows. My, it just blows my mind that people that. And and again, I think the people that I don't think they're necessarily bad faith actors who are making these criticisms, but I think they're woefully unaware of their own blind spots. Actors. When, when I say bad faith actors, I mean I'm talking about people I talk about, like they're acting in bad faith. I got oh I see. And but and I don't necessarily think they're acting in bad faith, but I think they are completely oblivious to their blind spots and their own point of view. Yeah. Um, and, and going back to what you said at the very beginning, you waited 42 years to see somebody that looks like you on screen doing these cool things that you've been worshiping for 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 your entire so life. Old, yeah. And people like me and Scott don't we can't appreciate what it's like to wait for that because no. we never had to wait for it. No. But, you know, we've, so we've had our own waiting. I mean, those of us from a certain kind of um, <laughs> position. No, I mean, really, because we want to see that, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, right, I right, right. Yeah, you're like, interested in that narrative, right? Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not uplifting to me to have half of humanity that doesn't get there and say. What right. I think is really uplifting is yeah. when somebody's courageous enough to jump in there and say... Yeah, well, like, one of the things, I know we'll talk about culture wars later, but one of the things that I thought was interesting is this this movie almost felt post-culture war from a Star Wars perspective just a little bit. Like, they almost just kind of got to the point where it was like, men are doing crazy great things, women are doing crazy great things, droids are doing crazy great things, people in strange alien. Like, it almost felt less like they were hanging their hat on it than the last two movies did. Kind of almost the same. I know J.J. Abrams didn't do the the previous, but almost he did, kind he of did same. do the Force Awakens. He did the Force Awakens, yeah. but he didn't do he uh, didn't do, last, he didn't do the Last Jedi, right? And that almost to kind of say, let's just take this as normal from here on. Let's put a stake in the ground and just say that we're going to do this. Yeah, and it say should this. be. And I really that's what I really got out of it, and I really appreciated that. All right, so we're gonna move, next topic, um, and this this not so much this movie, but kind of and might be more relevant to you than Scott, but we'll see. Um, how well did this movie and this series treat those original characters? And how important were those original characters for you in a new set of movies? I mean, I know, because you had talked about that too, about like coming out and being like, they just brought, they dredged up some old characters and they kind of maybe took a little, they kind of like, took advantage that they could just pull some people up and they could pull a ship out of the water and it would be, I don't really care if if the other if the old characters hadn't shown up i'd have been fine that they were there was great but my allegiance is to the new narrative and so i i felt like they did them justice in the sense that like just enough of them that we could be like that's right this is where it comes from but then it wasn't it wasn't beholden to them either and i thought that was i thought that was great yeah so do you have any yeah it felt um that felt overly sentimental to me um it just, like, if anything for me stuck out with this movie, it was, and I'm guessing that Star Wars fans were probably, like, really happy to see, to know, like, okay, you know, I get one more chance with these people. But for me, I just kind of felt like, it just felt like, that felt like a marketing trick. 
to me, it felt like people are going to say, oh my gosh, that um, Han Solo is in this movie. And you should go see it just because it's so touching. He has this father-son conversation, which actually made me cry a little bit because it was a touching conversation. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm being manipulated. So, so as far as Star Wars fans go, there is no pleasing Star Wars fans. It is the most schizophrenic <laughs> group of people. And, and it, is, it is not a monolith. It is a diverse group of people, of which I'm one of them. Um, but you, there is no pleasing fans. And, if, and so Force Awakens, just a quick history. Force Awakens comes out very, very reminiscent of the original Star Wars movie mm-hmm. and, which, and got some criticism for that. Ryan Johnson does The Last Jedi, and the fandom went nuts. They hated that movie. They boycotted Solo because of The Last Jedi. Um, and it was, it just, it created a, a, it created an environment so toxic that anybody stepping in to do, the, to do this movie is like, I don't, I have to appease this fans or they are going, there's going to be a worldwide boycott against this movie. So that's where, and this, we don't really know exactly when certain decisions were made. We don't know. J.J. Abrams has said that it was always the plan to bring the Emperor back, that that was, that was part of it. We, who knows? But it, but it certainly felt like there were things in this movie that was uh, an attempt to appease the fan gods. Uh, the, the, the Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker holding the lightsaber saying, a Jedi's weapon should be treated with more respect. That was definitely a slight or de- that was definitely an attempt to appease the fans who hated the last Jedi. And there's a, there was a lot of little moments in that, but appeasing the fans, we'll, we'll get in, we'll, we'll talk about that for in the what the what podcast. Um, when we talk about gatekeepers, but the, the things that, the things that I don't like in this movie, I am going to 100% blame on the fans. Do you hear that fans? That's on you. Um, and actually, so I didn't say it. I, I, yeah. Jeff Snyder. At Tucson, you you can at me if you want to. Y'all are the reason you you guys are killing these movies because nobody knows how nobody. George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney because he couldn't make any more movies because people were like threat, begging him to commit suicide from the prequels. The there were people writing songs and doing videos about how George Lucas should die because he ruined their childhood. Yeah, and so Disney tried. And I, I, I think they made three really good movies. Actually, they yeah. made four really good movies and whatever the hell Solo was. So I like kind Solo. Of one is... I got dragged to Solo, too, and I liked it because it, it had Wookiees. Yeah. It was, I do like, that's hey, all if it I'm going to watch Star Wars, let's I go want watch, there to be a Wookiee. Let's watch Star, Mar- Star Wars Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> Solo was fun once, but it, 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 trying to watch it a second or third time, it dives pretty I, hard. I yeah. didn't enjoy it the first time, even. Yeah, it was it was right. This yeah, is my this issues. is my philosophy about this type of stuff. If the more interesting story was what you eventually put out in the prequel, that's where you would have started the original story. I don't care how things happen. I don't want to see the prequels to things. I don't care how it got prequels there. are fine. Don't listen to Renee. No, but it just had. But not. that Rogue One was a great movie. You just have to. You just if you're going to do a prequel, you have to make that that particular story good. That wasn't really a prequel in some ways i mean in the timeline it literally was a prequel it happened in the timeline it was separate but it wasn't those characters no right right yeah so prequels are fine you just you just have to do them well yeah like anything else they're rarely do you think that um and this is i'd be interested just to hear what you think about this is including sort of princess leah and harrison ford and 
Mark Hamill and, and bring and Yoda in the movie Boys. previous to this. Oh. Is that also is there sort of a subtle kind of thing to say? Look, these characters are actually giving a thumbs up for this part of the franchise. So you so y'all just y'all just need to sit down and be quiet. No. Okay. So Harrison Ford. So Harrison Ford. It's like the first time I've been wrong about anything. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So Harrison Ford is quite famously insistent that his character should have died in Empire Strikes Back. He hmm. said the the utility the utility of this character ended when when he helped them destroy the Death Star, and then and his arc really ended in Empire. He should have died there. He completely, go back and watch Return of the Jedi, he phoned that performance in. And his character really did not do anything in Return of the Jedi. When these movies, when this these Disney movies came out, he only agreed to be in them if they finally killed his character. So he, so he in particular had zero interest in coming back. There's an interview with Mark Hamill where he, he said, yeah, they, when they asked me about coming back doing these movies, I said, well, I'll do it if you get Harrison Ford. And in the interview he said, I never thought they'd get Harrison Ford to <laughs> right. come back. So, I guess my question is a little bit different than that, though. Is that do you Within the narrative. The producers, oh. by building those characters in, intended to kind of say, because I understand that like the, the three movies, the three prequels, that you call them prequels, right, were not particularly well-received, right? And so this was sort of a way to say, look, whether or not the actors set them aside, but by putting Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and, and um, Han Solo in, that like that actually was a little bit of a like, it's a little harder to hate it because it has the people that you originally liked in it to begin with. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't okay. want to suppose they're they're thinking about. If I was that, a producer, I would be thinking, well, if of I course, get those guys back course. in this, that would probably be a good move on my part. I don't watch movies more than once. I don't retain a lot of once I've seen the movie. I get a sort of gestalt. Like, I was like, my my net feeling about a movie was positive or negative. And so I don't, like, so if someone was like, you're not a true fan, that's the kind of joke is like, oh, you like people? Name all the people, right? Like, if some someone's like, oh, you're a Star Wars worm? Name all, name all the aircraft carriers. And I'd be like, I can't. I'm not going to do that. For me, it, it makes the no difference. It makes yeah. no difference. Those are the fans that are ruining it. I, yeah. I, I know. They're, they're killing it. I know. And that's the thing. I just, I don't feel any nostalgia. I'm not a nostalgic person. I didn't need to see those characters in there, but I get that some people do, that it's important to some people. So they can be in there. That's fine. As long as I get my female. But you're into the new narrative. Oh, hundred percent. Much more interesting right. to me. So, so, all right. I don't, I'm trying to decide which way direction I want to take this. So you wanted your female Jedi. The, the hardcore fans really wanted Luke, Leia, and Han back together again. That's what they've been clamoring for for 30-some years. There's like, when you're making a movie like this, there's so many different people with what they want. I don't know how any, in, in, I don't know how anybody makes a movie in that environment, trying to appease, like, all these different, trying to appease all these different people with different agendas. Which is why it's mind-boggling to me that they go back to so much source material. Like, they, we keep dipping into the same well. I don't understand that. Just make something new. But that would make you happy. But it would piss off all the fans that I have know. been supporting it. I know. Then I'd be like... Because you don't buy the books. You don't buy the toys. You don't buy the comics. You don't buy the games. And all these people... Have, and I'm I guess I mean just, in general. Yeah. For, for a moment, I am going to kind of defend them into to the fandom in that regard. They have, they, have based, they have put so much money into this franchise that it's kept it going to where when they do relaunch, it's not... 
Star Wars has Star Wars has a piece in pop culture that even Star Trek doesn't have. Um, nothing else has. Harry Potter, Potter has. Harry Potter, Potter has. Think Harry no. Potter's oh close. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Not, not to the extent that Star I talk Wars about does. bubbles. But I tell you, as I'm a, telling you, the bubbles I move in, it's Harry Potter. As a fan, right. I, as a fan, fan of neither, not a detractor to either Harry Potter, like or Lord of the Rings. I know a lot more about Star Wars just because it has seeped through. It's been it's been around longer than I do about Harry Potter or than I do about Lord of the Rings. It's been around longer. It's been since yeah, yeah. forty two years. Yeah. It's a lot of time. Yeah. But if they hadn't made the the prequels, you may be a little bit hard pressed. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's right. Yeah. And it kind of it, it did hit at a really key time. It, right. Um, regardless regardless of how it got to be that way. Yeah. Pop, Star Wars is at the is the very top of the pop culture ladder, and it's and it's had these different generations, and it's had this this group of people that have sustained it. You know, the 19, 1983 to nineteen ninety nine is the difference. Nineteen ninety nine is the difference between the, the the first two trilogies. It was entirely sustained by this core group of fans who were buying up all these books through that time. So that when the prequels came out in 99, there was, there was a fever for it that even, even a Harry Potter movie doesn't have. There wasn't, you know, Harry Potter movie debuts that doesn't make $220 million opening weekend the way Force Awakens did. Because, and that's because of these fans that have still kept the fire going and going year after year. So, so I'll defend them a little bit on that regard. Um, going way back to your question, and that's and that's why they they brought these in because the fans really wanted to see that conclusion. We want to see there. Me personally, their story ended in 1983. You know, I I didn't particularly need to see them again. It was nice to see it. that moment in the very that the trailer for Force Awakens where Han and Chewie are on the Millennium Falcon and Han says Chewie were home. Yeah, like that brought tears. To like four generations of fans, when when that when when we saw that. Another thing that I, I found <clears throat> fatiguing about this is that you just can't ever trust that anybody's dead. Oh, let's get. That's the next thing. That it, was. It's just so like they die and they come back and and they're like resurrected Jesus. or yeah. yeah exactly. There's another Jesus. So there. that that was actually the second direction I was I wanted to take this conversation. Let, let's talk <clears> about <throat> the fake deaths in this movie. There was a. Four or five Chewie. fake outs. Chewie was one. Lay, um, or Ray. Ray. Um, Kylo. Yeah, twice, Kylo. Twice Ray. with Kylo. Yeah, tw- really two times. Um, C-3PO. Maybe three times with Kylo, depending on what how you count. What do you mean C-3PO's dead? That wasn't a fake death. Well, okay, if you... I if, don't if, count if, that if, if your entire memory is... We lost, like... They they hinted at losing the character of C three PO. But then they tell you that he backs up the thing. You knew that right. was going to be. But, but that's but that's one of, that's that's what the point of this conversation is. How did all these different things where they kind of faked out you were going to lose somebody, no. but then they brought them back? No, no, no one should buy any of those. They were all faints. None of them. You could see they were faints. Right. You knew. You yeah. Knew. And that and that was and that was one of the one of the issues with the movie. Like C three PO. They telegraphed ahead of time. Like as they were doing it, you already knew how he was going to come back and it's like it actually would have been kind of more interesting if 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 he had just been baby grooted the rest of the movie i mean possibly yeah that, that, that would he been was, kind of... he's very annoying though so when <laughs> um and and then this he's movie no is its own fake death because it sort of ends everything and there doesn't need to be another one the story has been told it's done <laughs> but we know 
that the story is not over. Yeah. Because that's nobody why, is going to stop making these That's movies. why Scott kept saying, he's like, and we're all done with Star Wars. It's all over. No more Star Wars. So no more Star no Wars. No more <laughs> Yeah, so nobody, no, nobody at Disney is saying that this is the end of Star Wars. They're saying this is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. We know we know that, um, well, actually, Lord of Miller just, not Lord, well, they were fired years ago. Who, who are the showrunners for Game of Thrones? Oh, God. Anyways, those two guys just backed away from their series. Um, they're supposed to be in production. Ryan Johnson is supposed to have a trilogy of his own. With Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, so Ryan Johnson does is supposed to have a trilogy of his own, although I don't think anybody thinks that's actually going to happen. Um, uh, a bunch of Kevin stuff Feige, Kevin Feige is going to be producing, supposed to be producing a Star Wars movie. There's going to be more Star Wars movies. It's just probably they're not gonna they're not gonna bring back they're not gonna bring back Ray Finn or Poe anytime soon. <laughs> they're gonna put these guys to bed and try to start over. And this is really where the Mandalorian comes in. It's trying to it's trying to set up something else to to really really to appease the hardcore fans more than anything. I mean, they. I wouldn't. I, I'm not gonna say never say never on on the them because they may be this generation's Luke. Um, Han and, and Leia, they will make cameo appearances later and and future It's gonna, films, it's um, gonna, it's gonna be a while. It, it's I mean, sure. I mean, it was a long time between those two. Films, in forty-two so. years, forty-two somebody's years, somebody's gonna be sitting in a in a podcast studio with microphones floating virtually in the air and saying, "You know, they brought back Ray, and I just think that was a sentimental trick. That was a, yeah. yeah. That was just a, it was just a trick. And you know what? I allow it. Yeah, <laughs> but agree. it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Sure, so, I'd love to see them in arc into some smaller stories again. Because really the first one, I mean, it was an epic story, but it was a smaller story. And this story, in a lot of ways, feels like it just got out of hand. <laughs> like it had probably too many loose ends to, that it needed to tie up and just too many things that it needed to do so that it could get to the end of the story and nobody would say, oh, wait, they didn't tie that up, they didn't tie that up. So, so there was a lot of stuff that needed to happen. And it would be great to get it back down to, you know, a small group of people with something really important to do. And, you know, gosh, they're having a good time doing it. It's it's Ray, Poe, and Finn as a throuple. So the three of them living domestically. And it, oh, yeah. I like the idea of it doing something like... <laughs> I know some people that would really appeal to. So. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was... <laughs> there's a lot of fan fiction about it already, I'm telling you. So, yeah. yeah. So, so speaking of, of dangling plot threads... What do you guys think Finn was gonna tell Ray? Oh, I think it was. I could. I could. Say I love United. That. Yeah, Airlines. I love you. I love United Airlines. Yeah. That's a Seinfeld joke. Did no one? No, we no. I love you. United Airlines. Oh, I love They're you. on the plane, oh. the last episode of Seinfeld, and the plane is going down. Oh, right. And Elaine says, "Seinfeld, I love you." And then the plane levels out. She goes, "United Airlines." So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope someone else out got there. Got that. So that so sad. I think that's kind of that's the obvious implication. There's a couple other p- potential possibilities, um, but that's probably like the most obvious one. What is it acceptable that they didn't that J.J. Abrams didn't actually have him answer that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's life. Yeah, and it's interesting because they all have like different people that mean sort of different things to them in these movies, and they have like strong feelings for you know probably attractions for more than just like the person that they're sort of directly looking at and i mean i think that's real life so it's like you know good good for them keep it ambiguous and you know don't make it too much of a love story please i mean there's enough of that out there that people can go see but this doesn't need to this doesn't need to turn into that 
I actually love the way that, like, um, you know, Leia and um, Han Solo, you get the entirety of their sort of life and love story by sort of the fact that they have a son. I mean, you, you get other things that happened along the way in the other movies and stuff like that. But, like, that's enough. Like, I, I don't need to know more about what they're going to say to each other when they're in bed. I mean, I really don't need to know more no. of that in no, a Star Wars movie. That, I guess that's what my joke is, like, earlier was, like, I love the idea of it being about, like, a really, like, dom- like it's the marriage story, but then, right. like, but in Star Wars, like, yeah. it's a domestic, right. like, study of their, like, failing marriage. Like, right. I, I like the idea of it suddenly being that, and people are like, right. what the fuck is this? Like, you know, it's rye toast. <laughs> it's fucking rye toast. Can't you? You know I like rye toast. Yes, yeah. And you always get wheat. You always get fucking wheat toast. Yeah, and it's that, and people are like, "What the fuck?" And she's just like, <laughs> "We're getting, we're getting, yeah. we're getting that almost, almost that kind of level of small level story with the Mandalorian, and it's like on the verge of putting everybody to sleep." Because we're not really getting that. Like as I was saying earlier, the biggest problem with the Mandalorian is that the two main characters are nonverbal, and so we're not actually getting a, a close yeah. examination of of a, of a domestic relationship yeah. because they don't talk. So we're not learning anything about them, and so. It's it's not really it's it's micro in the sense that there's not a lot of characters in big scene setting, but like it's just them sort of wandering the desert, sort of a classic western where they don't make any ties or connections to people, yeah. and that's kind of heartless. Like there's a reason those westerns have gone away. That's boring. So yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with Star Wars. I, what what they're doing now, what they haven't been doing, I'm okay. it's Star Wars. It's 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 wars. Inter- it's, it's been a, key. Yeah, it's a war. It's a galaxy. I don't need. I don't need to see. I don't need to see. You, your movie is is the holiday special. Yeah, no. If you want to, if you want to like, see what they cook, watch I that. actually liked Solo. I mean, I didn't love Solo, and I think that there were a lot of things that were wrong with it, but I found it entertaining, and it was a smaller story that I actually thought was an okay movie. Yeah. I, I, I just so I, I liked it the first time, but it, I liked it the first time, but it wore out its welcome yeah. really fast for me. Um, so we talked a little bit about the fake that fake out deaths, where we just barely touched that. Um, I don't think it needs to be the, touched anymore. What's that? I don't think it needs to be touched anymore. Yeah. Um. The kiss. Oh yeah. 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 I was trying to do the lineage to figure out if it was incest. No. No, it's no. not. It's all there. That's all okay. Separate. We've already done. It. We've already worried. done. We've already yeah. done incestual kisses in Star Wars. Uh. Oh yeah. That was Luke early, and Leia, early, Luke and Leia early on. Yeah. That was like, oops, we shouldn't have done that, right? Well, yeah. supposedly George Lucas had everything mapped out from day one. Right. But so he intended to have brother and sister making out, but who knows? Do you ever actually have everything laid out? Some some writers do, yeah. 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 So I mean, it's fine. I wasn't rooting for it, but it made sense. So. I mean, it was an intense. I think it was <laughs> an in, a really intense experience, and you could see that actually being sort of a like a real reaction, sort of in that moment, that actually doesn't have to have meaning that goes like far beyond that other than it's just sort of like you know they loved hated each other for three episodes which is what seven and a half hours or something yeah. so you know they needed a little bit of release there yeah it would, it would be weird if there wasn't that resolution yeah, if there yeah. Wasn't that. i mean so so there i'm pretty sure i caught it was a little hard to hear because there was also like lightning crackling at the same time that he said that he was actually able to draw Palpatine was able to draw energy from their bond. That yeah, it was just, two of them. To their bond, right. right? So, and I do think one thing they did set up really well throughout all of them was they did, he's the only other person who knows what she's going through. So there was something, and I think that's kind of the underlying idea behind her with, with Finn as well, was that she was running off 
to someone with whom she it's the not the bad boy because he ended up being good but she she had a connection with somebody that was deeper and different and not she won't be able to replicate that with anybody else i think he gets bad boy status he, i mean he definitely does. Up a few but planets. also yeah. he had to yeah. turn good for for right. her to to be worthy of her love right so do you, do you know what i mean she, yeah yeah it, it's it's yeah we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna touch that because it, it it is weird so there there are some people who are like kylo can never be redeemed based off of i was what like four, i was like he, that guy's gonna face some more trials yeah, his, yeah yeah he can't ever and that's probably what so that's why he had to die he, he you couldn't you couldn't allow him to live because then everybody'd be like okay we got where's, 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 yeah, where's the trial um and, and it, it is it is kind of weird when somebody who's murdered his father soldered a whole bunch of people blew up a few planets along the way suddenly gets redeemed because he did one nice thing at the end of his life darth vader but that's also exactly that's that's the nature of star last Wars. minute redemption for uh yeah, yeah. ray does have that uh, that moment too where which i thought like um yeah, we'll probably talk about the more of the, the culture wars so maybe i'll just play it out there and let it sit but she just refuses to hate the dude yeah and it's like i thought that was like oh there's a message there you know and there was a lot about refugees there's a lot in this there's a lot in this movie people are people are saying things to us through cinema imagine wow that's crazy. story can do things <laughs> like that i know who knew i had no idea <laughs> so i'm just learning this stuff. <laughs> all right so renee did you have any flashbacks to cats watching naked Chewbacca? <laughs> oh, if only they had been Chewbacca's. Because so. I, I so I so I saw so we're, we're, this is Saturday Thursday night I saw Rise of Skywalker Friday mm-hmm. night we went to see Cats which mm-hmm. is we're going to talk about in another episode and then today watching this again after having seen Cats. The moment where Chewbacca is actually naked, which means he just doesn't have his bandolier. I'm like, oh my god, it's like cats all over again. I'm so, I can't deal with naked hairy things anymore. But I don't think Chewbacca takes us over the candy divide. Like I he think does cats not is correct. Going to, yes. Chewbacca's clearly in a suit. In fact, I was like, could they not give him better fur? At some point, he gets Leia's thing, and I'm like, why is his fur gross? There, looks, there was a brush that guy down. Like, like, he's in the same suit from 1978. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a moment where I, I felt so bad for the actor in that suit when they were on the little desert planet, and he's like running through sand. I'm like, God, that's yeah, gotta that's be terrible. Be yeah, running through sand in that outfit, and you can see him almost like hunched over like <laughs> nobody even can see my face right now I'm, i am nobody i remember the the um comedian who did the grinch who you'll know immediately and i can't think of jim carrey jim, jim carrey yeah. talking about the like just absolute oppression of getting into that makeup every day and how just and imagine like if your job is to be the wookie i mean you have to do that every day everybody else is sitting around having lunch you know, it's like, oh, this is a nice tuna fish sandwich. And you're like, uh, you know, I got my yeah. head off, you know, but I can't take all the clothes off because I can get back out be, I don't think the guy's as tall as the Wookiee is, so I think it's even taller. Oh, the eyes are no, real when they do the, the, the actors that play Chewbacca, really the, the yeah. two actors that play Chewbacca, well, Peter Mayhew, I think he just recently passed away. Hmm. Uh, but Peter Mayhew is like seven feet tall. Right. Oh, really? And then, and then the guy, the young guy that replaced him, the young guy that replaced him, they're huge. Those, These guys, these are huge guys. Um. So anyways, I love all the puppets. So anyways, I you know there's there's so many there's so many different things in this movie that that we could talk about, but you know I think you know we're all in consensus. We really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not you, you guys really should go back and watch some reviews about the people that are like ranting and raving about how bad this I'm movie not gonna. is. I don't. They don't. They don't deserve my time. They're wrong. Yeah. yeah. They 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 are wrong. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, granted, film is subjective, but you guys are largely wrong. And it, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna wheel that in a little bit. It's not that they're wrong. If you don't like Star Wars movies, like it's not in your wheelhouse. It's not your thing. It's not your jam. It's our jam. Mm-hmm. And I get that, right? Lighthouse wasn't her jam, and it was barely, you know, brilliant. <laughs> you know, like, but my issue with my issue with people that are that people that say they like Star Wars movies but hate these movies you are impossible to please. You will never get, you are, you are not going to find a Star Wars movie that you actually like. Cause... Some people are curmudgeons. I mean, they're yeah. just not going to... Some people are sexist. Yeah, they're just not going to... Yeah, sexist, racist. And they're couching that sexism and racism in, in a purity of the of the film or cinema. Yeah. But it's just an excuse to, to not have women or people yeah. of color do things. Yeah, that's... that's it. There, that, there is part of that without, without doubt. Um... But I think rather than being over racism or sexism, I think it has more to do with being a, having a blind spot to what representation actually means. That's racism. And That's... that may be a continuum from a blind spot to an active. Right. You, know, yeah. you don't have to be active to be racist. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so, so that's racism if you have yeah. a blind spot. Yeah. 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 So um, that is a preview for an upcoming show on what the what about the culture war. <laughs> so anyways th- thanks for watching if you, if you if you hung out this long um there's like i said so many so many different things there's so many things that we really didn't even touch on but you know that's just kind of how we roll we kind of just meander some about. funny lines yeah good just for a laugh in some places oh yeah yeah the which movie? which really thoroughly pissed off some or people because <laughs> yeah no he's talking about the movie no yeah oh, i was like we did yeah. have some funny lines <laughs> um but anyways you can you can get catch us um Again, here, bandwagon fans, I'm I'm always here, and I bring in very literally always. <laughs> it's always going to be he's either in a movie theater or he's right here, <laughs> or whoever I can, whoever I can crowd into a movie, um, and then. Uh, the, but you can always catch all three of us on what the what. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, this week or what's it going to be? December twenty seventh will be the the. Season one finale for What the What? The last episode is going up on December 27th. Oh. And then on January 3rd will be the premiere of season two for What the What? Where we do 2009, the review of 2019. So check out What the What? You can find us on Twitter at WTW Popcast. Um, Pop. Facebook, w, Facebook, WTW Popcast, P-O-P-Cast. Um, Renee here does is doing an excellent job of... of linking the facebook page to a whole bunch of content that's relevant to what we're talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. someday i'll figure out how to share that on twitter mm-hmm. um i've made a couple attempts and i don't know what i'm doing um but anyways check us out on facebook check us out on twitter and definitely check us out wherever for whatever podcatcher you use so i think we launch on anchor fm mm-hmm. and then it kind of branches off out to a whole bunch of goes other, everywhere goes goes out to like 15 or so all the way to your mom's house yeah if you like it tell somebody else and yeah, have them come and yeah. watch or listen. Yeah. So yeah, like 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 this video, share it, and definitely check out the podcast. Um, so um, I'm Jeff. I'm Scott. I'm Renee. Get on the bandwagon.